I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Carpe diem. Seize the day. If people can't control their own emotions, then they have to start trying to control other people's behavior. And when you're around super sensitive people, you cannot relax and be spontaneous because you have no idea what's going to upset them next. Political correctness has been taken from being a good idea, which is let's not be mean, particularly to people who are not able to look after themselves very well. That's a good idea, to the point where any kind of criticism of any individual or group can be labeled cruel. And the whole point about humor, the whole point about comedy, and believe you me, I've thought about this, is that all comedy is critical. All humor is critical. And if you start saying, oh, we mustn't, we mustn't criticize or offend them, then humor's gone. With humor goes a sense of proportion. And then as far as I'm concerned, you're living in 1984. Welcome to Sensible Mischief. My name is Lance Nelson, and today with me, I have the beautiful, the sensual, the Latino Jimmy Fallon, the lovely Sebastian Duran. What's up? Duran Duran over here. That's right, man. <laughs> I prefer being compared to Roberto Duran, the boxer. Okay. Obviously. It goes without saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, it's, but it works. I love it. It works. Dude, how you been, man? Dude, good, man. That's good. It's nice to have you back. Oh. We go way back. Um, Sebastian and me, we met a few years ago in Daybreak, Utah. Yeah, and uh, we started talking about video games, and that's how our yep. friendship began. Yep. When we go to church, we like, so we're part of the Mormon church. Technically, that's where we yeah. met. Yeah, we were passing the sacrament. Yeah, but we started talking video games the entire time during a time where we probably should have been more <laughs> thinking like holy things. But nah, bro, we were talking about I think Uncharted yeah. at the yeah. time. That was it. And we, we've been, we, yeah, we just hit it off ever since. Yeah, good times, man. Yeah, Dude. it's it's crazy to think how much. That's crazy. Time has gone. That was literally five years ago. Yeah. That that blows my mind. Yeah. Like, it just hit me. I was just... Didn't thinking, know my was, wife I like, yet. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Didn't know my wife yet. Didn't have my kid yet. Yeah. Freak. By the way, Sebat, I'm going to put a picture in right here. Sebastian's daughter is yeah, one ma'am. of the most precious, is, adorable girls I've ever seen she, in my life. She, she doesn't mess around, bro. Like, it's... It's it's surreal. She gets away with a lot because she's well, a cute kid. Well, I mean, yeah, you gotta let yeah. her get away with it. Yeah, that's the one, man. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, basically the idea of the podcast okay. is just like talking about like just funny stories that have impla- impacted your life. Okay. <laughs> but like, just basically like uh, just talking about like impacting your life decisions okay. that you've made that have kind of like reach outside yourself interesting i remember there was one time you were telling me about uh you were in new york city yeah and uh you ran into a homeless guy on the train yeah okay so reason i was in new york city i was a christian missionary yeah. i was a missionary yeah, yeah i was a kid i was 19 20 yeah. at this time and we were going through the the sixth train Forget forget which train we were on, but I was in I was living in Harlem at the time. Okay. We get on, and yeah, there's a lot of uh, there'll be once in a while pretty crazy. It's sad to say homeless people that are on the train with you. Yeah, yeah. And we had a guy on there who was clearly just not all there. Okay. Okay. And he kept everybody who was getting on the train. He kept warning them about there was this massive loogie. Right on the subway train, right? Yeah. 
So every time someone got on the train, he'd be like, yo, w- watch out. Don't get on. Don't sit on there. Don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a huge loogie. Yeah. Lo and behold, over like I forget at which stop, we're probably, I don't know, like on like one sixteenth street or something. Yeah. Another troubled homeless guy gets on. Yeah. And he walks straight to the thing. Homeboy tries to warn him. Yeah. But he sits on it. And the first thing he says, he's like, Oh, you nasty boo-boo. <laughs> you nasty. So ever since I've heard that, I've used the words. In that context, like, oh, oh you nasty boo boo, you nasty boo boo, <laughs> and so he sits on it, the guy, and the guy just sits there, yeah, he, and he gets off on the next stop, yeah, yeah, gets off, and he, right, the the substance is still there, yeah, and the homeless, the first homeless guy is like, oh, nasty boo boo, you smeared it, you smeared it, and I just couldn't stop laughing, and yeah. we got off, and I was like, man. So uh, interesting way to answer your original question, yes. but talk about this story. Yeah. Um, I was so glad I made the decision to be a missionary because like, dude, yeah. like that was, that's something that was going to stick with me forever. Yeah, but seriously. a lot of crazy stuff will happen on the train. No, um, I mean, I, it's New York city. So I don't mm-hmm. imagine like I also did a mission and I was in New Zealand. Back right. In the day. And so there's this one time we're walking down the street and there's this drunk Maori guy walking down and like, he's just like, Oi, up to it's the brothers and stuff because no one calls you elders they call you the brothers, brothers that's cool they're like oh hey we got the brothers here and so we start kind of just talking walking down yeah. the street and then there's this one point where we walk up to uh I, I can't even remember what we were talking about but just kind of just chit-chatting and then there's this one part where there's an asian fish and ship shot right there Delicious. and there's a uh there's a dead cat right in front of it and the guy i just remember he cuts himself off he's just like and you know, there's another thing. And then, like, he looks down, sees the cat, looks up, sees the Asian fish and chip shop, and you see the gears churning yeah. his head. And he's just like, "Excuse me, brothers, I gotta take care of something real quick. I'll be right back." <laughs> and he picks up the dead cat and he walks inside the Asian fish and chip shop. And then, like, my companion's like, "Let's get the hell out of here." I'm like, "No, we're gonna, I'm, we're gonna watch this." So Fuck I run it, inside. There are three people eating in yeah. there, and then there's the couple that own the place. Sure. And so what he does is he takes this dead cat and he slams it on the counter. He's like. You tell Wong Shi Shu back there. This is the last cat I'm going to give him until he gives me the money he owes me. And then, like, the people start throwing up. The cops get called and stuff. I pull the guy aside, and I'm just like, do you really do that, man? He's like, mate, I've never been in here before in my life. That's so And I'm funny, just like, oh, dude. my. Like, everyone's a stand-up comedian yeah. over in New Zealand. Don't, don't do drugs. Don't do out. Don't, yeah. Don't, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. I've been very lucky that I have not had that problem. My gosh, dude. I'm, I'm very happy. But, but then they got those. I mean. I guess they're in their defense. Like now they have those great stories. You hope they remember yeah. them. Yeah, seriously, man. Yeah, that's funny. It's crazy. So yeah, that's New York in a nutshell was probably that. Uh, here's another funny thing about it. So while we were there, for some reason, Mormon missionaries were very desired sexually. Well, I mean, look at you, man. Thanks, bro. You're tall. I was a lot. Chu- I was a lot chubbier uh, then, but but just this still love. happened to us. In the words of the immortal Andre Benjamin, three thousand. <laughs> um, if models are made for modeling, thick girls are made for cuddling. That's funny, dude. So you're just. Like, I didn't know Benjamin was his, was Andre three thousand's yeah. middle name. Yeah. Um, we got on the train this other time, and um, if my wife's listening, like, no. this chick's a skank. But a very attractive chick gets on the <laughs> a very attractive chick gets on the train. Yeah. 
and sees sees us. Yeah, and it's us three on the on the train. Immediately a, a, a bad situation to be in. Yeah, yeah right. You. And especially like at that age, and if again think about it, like you're like a missionary, you're. Yeah, you're trying to be, I guess, very careful about being 19 or 20, so. right? So this chick gets on. She's wearing, wearing a very short skirt, yeah. and she pulls one of these. She just sits back. Oh, she did the legs. she did the basic she instinct. Did the, she basic instinct us. She's Sharon Stone. She totally job. did the basic instinct. Oh wow! Us. And it's just like moments like that where you're just like, you 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 got, you got we got through it. And and we didn't act on anything, and we get just you. get getting to work. And I'm just yeah. like, man, like not many kids get the opportunity to develop sexual discipline that way, <laughs> right? So, especially nowadays. Especially nowadays. Yeah. So, yeah, New York was a crazy time, bro. Yeah, but very meaningful experiences there too, for sure. Yeah. But, well, dude, but yeah, that's awesome. I would never. But I I will definitely. Everyone talks about how much they love New York. I do love New York City a lot. Yeah. Freak, I would never live there. Yeah, especially really. Now. Yeah, no, of course. That. Like, I mean, everything's closed down basically. Yeah, horrible. You also spoke Mandarin on your mission. I did. Right? I had to learn how, Chinese. How was that? So, okay. Can, um, this stupid question: Can you write and read in Chinese? Yeah, because well, I studied it, it after. Speaking? All right. So, there's actually a long story with that. Okay. So, when I was a teenager, my family we got moved to the Philippines. Okay. So I lived in the Philippines and from sixth grade to tenth grade, middle of tenth grade. That's yeah. that's when I moved to America after that. Yeah. And in that it was an international school and we were all, yeah, it was a requirement to be studying a second language. And it was pretty intense. Like yeah. that school was, it was an international school, American school. Um, Did, w- w- the second language was that Mandarin or was it? Like, yeah. Tagalog so I started, ta- I started okay. taking Chinese then. Well, that's awesome, man. Now from sixth grade to 10th grade, I learned how to say that I had four older brothers and I liked to play basketball yeah. and I knew how to count to a hundred. Like that's pretty awesome. much I know the how to extent. count to a hundred, one team. Two team, three team, <laughs> four team, five team. That's funny, dude. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Russell Peters, you know who that is. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, that, that's that Peters. he has about like when people make fun of Chinese yeah, and yeah. they say, "I know we don't want." That's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cantonese. Yeah, yeah. The nicer Chinese is Mandarin. Yeah, yeah, I get you. But anyway, so I was learning Mandarin. Yeah. So I did know that. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm sure I was called to speak Chinese as a Mormon missionary. Yeah. Was because. Of like I had that in my background, yeah. right? Even though Spanish was technically my sec- my first like language, yeah, yeah. I, sp- I, I like in terms of like idioms and talking to like your friends, my Spanish is probably yeah, better. Yeah. But like my whole schooling was in English, so but, I, I write better in English. This is a random question. Like, did your parents speak Spanish to you growing okay, up that, as a kid, or was it like so what English they, or Spanglish? It was kind of both. So okay. I would speak Spanish to my mom, English to my dad, okay, and my and my brothers. Reason why when we moved to America. Or when my family moved to America, that's when they decided to do that so that my dad could learn English. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we wanted to, I guess, assimilate to the best we could. I get and you. it really paid off. Like, yeah. we all speak perfect English and yeah. perfect Spanish. Yeah. Perfect Spanish. I mean, yeah, whatever. Close enough. So when I became a more missionary, I'm sure that they saw that I had taken Chinese and I was, I had to speak Chinese. Yeah. Now, when I was learning Chinese, to be a missionary, yeah, I was ahead of everybody in the class because I had somewhat of a background. Yeah. So I became pretty – I was probably pretty conversational in Chinese as a missionary maybe four or five months in. Yeah. And I could I, I could really talk about virtually anything. Yeah. And then at least if there were some things that people would say – Chinese people are great at teaching you their yeah. language, right? 
And and what I would explain when I was learning Chinese, they would they would pause and explain like the word that you just said and where the character like when you explain a word in Chinese, you you explain the characters that make up the word because yeah. that's how you understand the meaning of it. So I got it pretty quick. And then I was just on my own while studying it to be a better missionary. Yeah, I was learning to read and write. Yeah. When I came back, when I finished, because right, we just do it for two years. Yeah. When I came back and I went to college, I kept taking Chinese. Well, that's good. Yeah. So I put it to waste. And that's where I like learned how to read and write more. But then I, I was minoring in it. And then until I realized like, dude, I'm sick of college. So then I stopped. I get you. And then I just try to blaze my way through through college. But so my Chinese is pretty rusty. Yeah, it's all good. It's all I know how to I don't say. need to use it anymore. Yeah. So all I just remember is uh, we too low. Holy fook. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm cutting this part. <laughs> Do you remember there was a plane crash that happened and there was a oh new story gosh. where they were like, and the four name of the pilots were <laughs> We Too Low, Holy Fook. And like it was it was two Dude. other ones like I banged my gosh, knee man. and stuff, and you're just like and like you're just like, how did nobody catch that? Yeah. It got up the prompter. Dude. Like they read it on the news. Okay, so this is all right. So this actually comes to something that's been on my mind a lot. Yeah. Like, okay, that right there, technically is culturally, politically incorrect. Yeah, yeah. To, but that's just so funny. It is. Yeah. Like we, I really hope, like, I really hope, like, this doesn't get lost, man. Like, yeah. especially against like, society and stuff. Like, we, we, we can't. Af- that's too funny. Yeah. We can't afford to get rid of that because <laughs> that's so funny, dude. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what what you're talking about. That yeah. news. Yeah, man. The same like with these nuts. Remember when? Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. Classic. Yeah, good time. Classic. Oh, and then there's always my favorite. Uh, like, uh, would you like cream of some young guy? <laughs> it's just like, oh, how did that slip by? Back in the oh, day, you're bro. like, oh wow. And there's this for some reason like a play on words like puns are. Oh, I think those those are like some of my favorite yeah. things of comedy. Like my wife is always looking for something to, to share with me. So what was it like to live in the Philippines growing up as a teen? Really cool. Okay, so loved absolutely loved the Philippines. Yeah. Um, some like still like the friends that I made there are. I mean, the, some of the friends that I I, I hope I, I hold with like the biggest like. Yeah. They ha- they hold a really special part of my heart. Yeah, we'll maybe make contact every couple of years, like really not often. Yeah. You know, sometimes if like a Facebook memory shows up of like some like a group of twelve of us in our, our basketball gear in like seventh grade, yeah, man. we'll we'll all just say something really quick. Um, got together with a few of them in like Las Vegas five six years ago oh, because cool. all right, right uh, the Philippines right. So when Manny Pacquiao would go to the uh, to oh, Vegas yeah, to fight, yeah, yeah. they would go. And I'm here in Utah, so I drove out to meet them. So, okay, so this is the thing about the Philippines. Sorry, this is really random. But yeah, one yeah. thing that I love about, like, uh, do you ever watch featherweight fights? Like, it's Sometimes. so funny because a lot of the time it's Filipino people. And then it's just, <laughs> like, it, just it, really it's just, small, like, like, I mean, you just, like, they're so yeah, little. That's just, and then there's just, just, they're, they're like, perfect uh, for it. And then, like, <laughs> afterwards. Shout out to the Philippines, by the way. After after the fight, <laughs> like, you know, they have those people be like, nah, bah, bah, <laughs> and then they have the translator that's just like, it's like what? <laughs> my hands are weapons of God. <laughs> hey, man. His, his family is lucky I let him live. You have to. All praise be to Jesus Christ. You, and you're like, there's no way that came out of that ins- little man. You have to instill fear. 
hey man like yeah like on average right we're not saying anything wrong here yeah, yeah. on average filipinos are quite small yeah, that's fine. right so yeah. so that was nice for me yeah right i'm only what five nine yeah but there i was like pretty decent size yeah. like and then and granted like i am built yeah stockier yeah. So, so granted the hard part one of the hard parts of living in philippines how much I got called fat as a kid. Like yeah. I still actually, actually technically have a complex. Like that's yeah. why I like, I, I work out and stuff. Cause yeah, I just I hear you. all these Filipino ladies calling me fat. Oh, nah, nah, yeah, it's fine. But uh, again, the friends I made, they're amazing. Yeah. What was interesting about it, the dynamic there was, all right, we were there because my, because of my dad's job yeah. and he technically didn't get paid much, but the way he did get paid a lot is that my school was paid for. Yeah. And our, like our house was paid for. So like our living expenses were paid for. Yeah. And with a salary, then we could kind of enjoy life. Right. Yeah. So I got sent to the top schools. That was sweet. Yeah. My friends were all filthy rich yeah, <laughs> then yeah. compared to, to us. Yeah, yeah. So the reason it was awesome is because like all the things like we, I would get to do when friends who were so wealthy was, yeah. was amazing. And like the, the places they lived at and stuff were, were sweet. Heck, the place we lived at was yeah, it was the nicest house we've ever lived in, yeah. right? While we were there, so like that was really cool. It was, it, it, and I had a lot of fun there. And the thing that stuck out to you there, though, or that stuck out to us as a family, though, is like um, because we're a church-going family, we would still go to our area, and it was crazy. Like again, we were being taken care of, but yeah, the poverty of the people that we were going to church with was like, like that gap, right? Yeah. It, it was pretty astronomical. Um, the happiest people I met in the Philippines were those folks and not my friends who were filthy rich. Right. Yeah. So that's something that stuck with me forever. And it made me less afraid of what if I don't become rich? Like, yeah. Oh, I realized like, Hey, the, f the happiest people I've seen, like we're the, yeah. we're not. Um, so like that would always stick with me. That being said, it's kind of hard to like, have you ever seen someone sat on a jet ski? That's true. Like they'd even try and be like, <laughs> that's true. Okay, I think when you're rich, right? I, like I'm, the, I'm just kidding. You're, Sorry. You know when you're rich, like the, I don't know what you what you call it, the amplitude yeah. of your happiness and sadness yeah. increases, right? Yeah. So you're maybe how much happy, like how happy you can feel might go up yeah. to extend, especially with such, with like experiences like that. Yeah. Um. So the the amplitude, right? Like you can be like have happier experiences, experiences, I guess. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, for me, I want I once did spend like. $100 on tuna belly sushi. And for that 10, those 10 seconds, I was very, very happy, happy. Yeah. but it did. It, it, it was gone quick. I am the stingiest person with money you will ever meet. <laughs> there was this one time I went to, uh, I went to, uh, I was, I was living in London for about two or three months and I went to 21 B Baker street, Sherlock Holmes house and stuff but like they they have the actual 21b baker street there and they're like and sherlock holmes went here and here's where he solved the thing and i paid 20 bucks to get in there and the whole time i was like no we didn't this, this is <laughs> this is all fake i paid 20 dollars. i couldn't enjoy the place because i was like i paid 20 bucks for this uh, dude, why did i funny, like i could have gone to an actual museum for free and instead i'm like paying 20 dollars for something that oh and here yeah. he solved and That's funny. anyway that's I'm just, really I'm funny. very stingy with money. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, that's, my, that's a real good thing. My boss would always be like, you like, cause he'd always get Grubhub 
whenever we were at hotels and yeah. stuff. And I'd be like, ah, oh, no, I'll, I'll just go pick it up and stuff. He's like, you are the stingiest guy yeah. with money I've ever met. Grubhub, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing, man. Yeah. Don't lose that. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that's what... Like, that's what will stick with me, the Philippines forever. Yeah, and then there was the other side of the, uh, uh, and a really important for me, like side yeah. with my friends being so rich and with a lot of my friends with honestly, maybe their parents being a little bit more hands off than I would want to be as a yeah, parent. Yeah. We like me and my friends, we started partying when we were young. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the first time I got blackout drunk, Yeah, I was like 14 years old. Oh, wow. Right, like, because I went to a sleepover with my yeah, friends, yeah. and we just partied like nobody's business. Yeah. So, we were doing a lot of that in fourteen or fifteen, and we were completely like, we would go like, so we would go to the mall, like the malls there are like the shiz. Yeah. yeah. So, that's something you need to know. Yeah. So we would go, we would get dinner, we would watch a movie, we'd go play pool, and then we would go to these crazy clubs, and they would they wouldn't idea us or anything. Yeah. Maybe because they knew we had money, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we would. You can buy anything. In we would party like nobody's business at these places. Yeah. And a lot of my friends um, also had their diplomatic immunity cards, right? So, the first time I smoked oh, I keep weed, the weapon too. Diplomatic immunity. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> We literally, and my, and my family, we say that all the time because <laughs> we've heard the words diplomatic immunity in our life so much. Yeah. So like the first time I ever like took a puff of weed, yeah. I was 15 and we were at the mall yeah. outside the club. The, co the, the cops come. Yeah. Um, one of my friends goes to talk to them. Yeah. I don't know if it, like he shows them his diplomatic or immunity card or what he did, yeah. but they left. And we just kept smoking. That's literally <laughs> the get out of jail free card yeah, from Monopoly. Again, I, mean, I don't. Base, the game's based on true events. Right. So, as I, as I yeah. have told this story, I said, oh, he had his card. I actually don't know what he said or how that yeah, happened. Yeah. But they went away and we kept smoking weed. That's crazy, man. So it was great for me also as a kid because like that's what, when I was 16, I had my like own personal come to Jesus moment okay. where at least I was like, you know what? Like the discipline that a lot of these like religions or movements ask for you know what i'm down for it yeah, like I, I i was like yeah this isn't fun it doesn't feel good i get you and um yeah man i feel pretty lucky about that so philippines was like a life-changing very important thing for me for like a lot of reasons yeah so, so you came back from the philippines did you move here to utah then we moved where, to utah okay. so from the philippines before the philippines chile which is where i'm from yeah. right so yeah, 16 years old, moved to Utah. And I mean, this like everybody has a different experience, right? Yeah. Man, it was fantastic being a minority yeah. in Utah. I like I actually I did feel a special I'm I'm shockingly Caucasian, so I I just <laughs> I fit in. You know what I'm saying? like like I mean there are I think what 12 black people in the state of Utah and probably seven now of them play on the some, Utah Jazz. Probably, so. right? Like you know what? We're just look Utah's being a little better, man. I, I know. It's I'm, fantastic. I'm joking, yeah. But um yeah, so I mean granted I was lucky that the high school I came to in Utah, we were pretty dang diverse. Like we were a school so the, so it's in Midvale. It's Hill, called Hillcrest High School. Okay. When I was there, my grade, we were forty percent non-white. Yeah. I don't know what the well, what the terminology I'm supposed to be using is yeah. right now. POCs, people of colors. 
I don't know. That just sounds worse to me, if I'm being honest. And I'm not a Latino. I'm a Latinx, right? I, I don't even I, know. You just you said heard of that? something new to me that I've never yeah, heard Yeah, so of. there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Yeah. I thrived in high school <laughs> not being white. I'm cutting this part real quick, but there's this one. Like, uh, this kid on TikTok was like, oh, LGBTQ plus type of thing? <laughs> yeah. What, they go, gay people got premium now <laughs> type of Dude, don't cut that out. The that's guy, hilarious. The guy was just dying on the floor when he was watching. Bro, that's hilarious. That. Oh, that's it was, so funny. It was so funny. Shout out to the shout out to my gay friends out there, man. Like, <laughs> I surprisingly like. It's funny how everyone says, "Oh, I can say that joke because I have yeah. gay friends." No, but yeah, I surprisingly have a lot of friends who I didn't know for a long time that they were yeah. gay. So I'm really happy that yeah. they told me. But, but yeah, man, moving to Utah at 16 as a non-white. No. And I had a fro at the time. Really? I'll send you a picture and Please you can, you can throw it up for everybody. But yeah, dude, everyone loved me. Yeah. And well, you're a very charismatic person. Thanks, you're dude. just very likable. And we sang a lot in high school. Like yeah. me and my, you know, for some reason, Poly, a lot of Polynesians have just angelic voices. Oh, are you kidding me? It's one of those <laughs> right. things that oh, just, especially right. living in New Zealand for a bit, right. you're just around them and you're just like, oh. For sure. So shout out to Leita and Masing because we had a group that, so I was the guitarist and yeah. And we would all sing and rap. Like, we were an acoustic R&B group. Okay. Cool. Right? I like it. Made the beats with our guitars, our mouths. Yeah. And our voices. And, um, yeah, dude. Again. We just we just killed it. So, I, I dude, freaking love awesome. Utah. I love, Yeah. Love Utah. Yeah. And never intend on moving. Oh, that's the one, man. Honestly, it is beautiful. For all the negative things that I... <clears throat> personally don't like about Utah. Sure. It really is just a beautiful place. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. What don't you like about it? Mormons. Mormons? What, like, but like what in particular, like what? Just fake What about people. them? Like, I mean. The, that, the, see, there so I hear like, you. Yeah. I grew up in Virginia where it was like, we were the examples. It was like, we were the only Mormon kids on the street. Everyone like, literally there were two families that wouldn't move from sure. our neighborhood because of we were there. And okay. then as soon as we were like, hey, we're moving. Then they were like, oh, we're selling the house. So that just shows me that the parents really liked us and they were like, hey. They wanted kids, the kids to be around. These kids are good influences for our sons. That makes sense. So we want them to be around. That and then sense. you move to Utah and then everyone's just doing coke and stuff. And sure. Yeah. And it was just one of those things. It's like, who, who are you trying to? It's, yeah, please, but like yeah, that makes everyone sense. knows what they're supposed to be doing, but no one does yeah, it. Yes, because it's like it becomes – yeah, that makes sense. Right. It, yeah, it just becomes... And, and, and like overall, it's just like an, another thing that I just don't like about... And maybe it's not Utah, but it's just people nowadays. Every time I ever come here, everyone's always flakes on me. Like I'm like, oh. hey, let's do something. And then they're like, yeah. And then some comes up and then everyone's just always bails. Okay, I see second. what you're saying. I, I, it, it just feels like almost like everyone's constantly... And Aziz Ansari has a bit about this. He's like, everyone's constantly looking for something better to do interesting like at, like so it's just like oh hey like i'll set soft plans with you sure but as soon as something interesting comes by then you're out type yeah of thing. that makes sense but but it's just like for me i'm just like hey i just i want to hang out with old people that i used to know and stuff and then everyone always bails last okay second. that's that's annoying. but maybe that's just a me thing where <laughs> they're just like oh shit it's lance <laughs> let's get out of here <laughs> Okay, look, we all had to find those people that you click with and don't do that. Sure. I, I get you. Sure. And, 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 and I think because yeah. living in Utah and that's happening, I totally get making the association with like Mormons on that because that's just like what Utah is now. Thankfully, yeah. it's it's mo it's shrunk, right? What is it, like 55, 60% uh, yeah, now? No like idea. it's great. Like yeah. it is nice 
not talking to non-Mormons. Yeah. Like it is, it is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but like, um, yeah, I think, I think a part of culture here that I've, I've been starting to notice is like people want to seem so nice. Oh, that, that, it's not that they that, are nice, it, but they want to seem so nice. I, I, I just love it when people are just honest about stuff. And it just seems like there is a lot of fake, fake, not right. Yeah. Because you want to be seen as yeah. a either, you know, very kind. Um, I think with a lot of stuff going on, like in the, in, in, all, in like all throughout society, right. Yeah. It's like, to also come across as like more to- like so tolerant. Yeah, exactly. That because of that, if someone like, yeah, if you reach out to someone, it's like, hey, let's do something. Like, oh yeah, it's not about. If there's someone who doesn't want to talk to you, yeah, it would be ideal to just be like, you know what, man, I don't like hanging out with you, and that would be great. Yeah, like it would be great, but. Yeah. And I get that because there are times that I do that too, where it's sure. like, there's this one guy I've met him twice, and he's like, dude, you're my best friend. And stuff, and I'm just like, really? Ah, dude. Like, yeah. he's like, dude, I want you to be best man at my wedding. And I was like, I literally met you at someone's birthday party <laughs> one time, and then I talked to you another time after that. Yeah, that's kind of weird, bro. Just, this kid was, uh, he. Th- there was this one time that I had a crush on this one girl, and like, she. Uh, he was like, hey, I'd like to meet her, and like, so I'm just like, oh, hey, this is Harold. And then he like comes up to her, and he's just like this, and he's like. Oh, bro. Get, her, get like, away from me. Even I hated that. Hell? Even I hated that. Like, she literally <laughs> looked at me afterwards, and I was just like, I don't know what that Yeah, you can't was. associate with that. And then there was this one time that Harold was just like, dude, I think we made a pact in the preexistence to find each other in what this life. What is up with this guy, dude? And then he's just like, and then he's like, do you want to go shooting with me? And I was like, you're going to Chris Kyle be on Oh, you're wow. You're going to kill me. Yeah, that's that's funny. And stuff. I mean, well, sad. Uh, yeah, rest I, in peace, I, Chris Kyle, and bless you to your family. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just I, I just have weird experiences. And, sure, and people open up to me about the weirdest stuff type of thing where they're just like, "Hey, I feel like I can well, talk to you." Well, it's because like, like you're you uh, are really again you are really kind and you're charismatic when you listen to someone. Stop it. So you make someone feel important. Yeah, yeah. So that guy yeah. probably never had a homie yeah. treat him that way. Yeah. He would call me up and he'd be like, "Dude, can we meet outside the temple?" And it's like two o'clock in the morning. He's like, "Dude, I keep thinking about killing myself because I keep looking." Oh my gosh, dude! I keep looking. This at guy. Po- I keep looking at pornography, and I just like I keep talking to Bishop, and just like I, I just feel so bad, and like I think I should just, I think I'm gonna just kill myself oh, man, so I don't have to deal with it. Bro. I was like, if it's between looking at some titties, or looking at some boobs and dying, yeah, I think I think God's gonna be okay right. with that type of thing. And it's just it, it it's just right. It, just life's weird, man. Life is weird. Okay. And, I, and especially when you put on like, I mean, so many different, like, how do I put this? I think the goal ultimately of life is just to be the best person you can and grow. Yeah. Like I love that thing from Oaks that he used to say where he's like, it is not about what you do in life. It's who you become Yeah. in life. And I feel like that's kind of just the ultimate thing is just like, hey, we're all progressing. We're all sure. learning. This is the thing that I don't like about cancer culture, cancel culture right now. Is Damn that, that cancer is, culture. There too, is though, by no redeem. There's no, no redemption. redemption. It's like, hey, yeah. like, with the with the very rare acceptance of a few things, sure. I think anyone can be forgiven of the thing if they genuinely are sorry about it. I agree. It, so, like, let's say I say a racist comment type of thing, and I don't say it out of love, and I say it out of bigotry like, out of, type like, of thing. Really I feel like people like, can progress, and then they learn, oh, what I did genuinely was sure. a bad thing. But the problem with 
cancer culture now is basically you're just trying to hide the stuff that you did as opposed to being like, hey, look, we're going to have an open discussion about right. this. Like, for example, I have a friend that she was about to get a job out in California and she's black and her, her boss went to high school with her and they used to call her uh, her name black. So she was about to go out to California to do the job and then her boss gave her NDA that was like, you cannot talk about, I used to do some kind of racist shit back when we were in high school because we just hired a bunch of black people and I don't want them to leave. Also, I'm a social influencer on, I got my blue chip finally on Instagram. So I just, and she is petrified of getting taken down because of all this. Man. And it's just one of those things where it's like, if you had an open dialogue about it, be like, hey, look, I was in high school. Everyone does dumb stuff in high school yeah. type of thing. Even like, I'm 30. I still do stupid stuff yeah. that I'd like to think that I'm going to progress and grow as a person, not be like, sure. I don't think I'm the man I will be the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I just, I, I hate that there's no redemption for a lot of people. Granted, yeah. some people don't deserve it. It depends on that the situation. Sure. Yeah. Like, dude, I think you could, you put it right. Like, and that's just what a lot of people are having the conversation on. It's like, yeah, that cancel culture white. So what you said with redemption is like, yeah, that's the big thing there. Cause like, cause I think what then is being eliminated there. And this is like the problem of, um, like a religious dogma, like, or, or like a dogmatic approach to principles that started off great. Yeah. But when perceptions become so important, um, I, I think what we lose is more than anything being honest. Yeah. I mean, I showed you that John Cleese thing the other day yeah. where he was talking about like, he's like, the problem with today's culture of being woke is that people like are going to be easily offended at anything. So you can't be spontaneous. You can't be truthful yeah. sometimes about some things because you don't want to offend anyone as opposed to, which is a good thing. It you is good to not offend. You shouldn't people. want to offend people. But yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. But yeah. some like, Maybe we can try really hard to find unoffensive comedy. Yeah. And I know I know that it is out there. Okay, well, but. okay. Well, okay, name one then. Right? Like th it is out there. Yeah. But it's not funny. It's not, <laughs> No, it's not though. It's that that's the thing. And then like with this like overcorrection with it that's happening, it's like yeah. like okay, I have a great job. Yeah. I can't tell you if it's because I'm good at it or if it's because I'm Latino. Okay. Right? I will never know. Yeah. And well, I imagine you are good at it. I really but, hope so. I yeah. try really hard, yeah. but I will never know. Right. Yeah. And like, so then with what your friend, like what you were mentioning, it's like, yeah, like that person, like that boss, his perception of himself or, and what, like, like how, like the gram would see him yeah. is so much more important that he can't just say like, like you can't just own up to who you were and who you've yeah. become from that. Going back then to your friend with the porn problem who was weird asking you to be his friend, like the way he yeah. was asking for that stuff. Yeah. First off, I really hope that guy got help because he clearly, yeah, he needs it. He clearly has, uh, and I'm sensitive to like mental health illness. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, I really hope homeboy, if somehow you know who you are, please like, <laughs> hey man, there's no shame in it. There's yeah. no shame on it. Yeah. There's no shame about it, but like, um, so talking about the porn thing, yeah. right? Like, and it's, and in Mormon culture and in a lot of Christian culture, religious culture, whatever, let's not generalize too much there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Poor, like 
if you look at their doctrine, you can see why porn is a bad thing, yeah. right? Or why you should strive to not look at porn. Yeah. At the same time, right? If more men or anybody struggling with this can just say like, I like it. Like, for, I, and I, I hate that I, I'm tempted to look at it because it makes me feel good. Yeah. It, it does something, yeah. right? And like, the more honest people can just be, it's like, like, it makes me feel good, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah. There's and a- and that makes you a normal person. Yeah. So keep trying not to, right? Yeah. But I think more, like, what's more important with what you're saying, like, about progress, I personally think even more than that, the most important thing is, can you be honest about who you are? Yeah. Regardless if you made the progress or not. Yes, we can't, like, lower the bar for anything, right? We should all have a high expectation from ourselves. But being honest about where you are, I think, is ultimately more important, right? Yeah. It's like the saying, I think, Ram, was it Ram Das? I forgot who it was. Who's closer to God, right? The penitent sinner or the celibate saint, right? Yeah. The horny celibate saint, right? Yeah. Who's not honest about it. I, yeah. I, I butchered it. I but the whole point is like, I'm, I'm going to try to get it right. Who would you think is closer to God, right? The horny celibate, Right. Or the penitent sinner. Yeah. That's that's it. So, yeah. don't cut the over, the bad one. We 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 found it. <laughs> um. Like, I I think whoever is like more favored in this life are those people who just like. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I struggle with that. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. And that's it, right? And then, and then for some reason, if people start like, I think if we have a less dogmatic view of ourselves. With that, with that stuff, it then holds less power over us, and, and then it's easier to overcome anyway, right? When I can I just admit that, like, yeah, pornography, drugs, things, things—they're tempting because they yeah. feel good. Yeah. Like they, they do feel good. Yeah. For a brief moment, yeah. <laughs> right? And um, but when you recognize that, and it's like, but I want something more. Maybe, maybe I think you have a better shot, yeah. right? And so hopefully that dude is like. Yeah, I get no you. shame. Yeah, like you. no, no shame. That's what we gotta strive for. I think. Yeah, when you're right, you're right. Right now, you're right. Even when you're wrong, you're so right, right? Yeah, yeah, we butchered that line there. So, but we got y'all know what yeah. I was saying. Yeah. you know, you know yeah, what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. You know what I was trying to say. Yeah, you know what I was trying to say. I get you. No, that's the one, man. Um, let's see. Do you got any funny stories that you can think of right off the top? Of right off the top of my head, yes. a funny story. Yeah. Uh oh, man. All right, so this is where like my, yeah, I'm, I'm over thirty years old. Yeah. But my fourteen, the fourteen year old in me, is still strong. Okay. Meaning like, poop, fart jokes are still like, the funniest things to me. So yeah, the man. first one that comes up, I just shared this with you right before, yeah. but I'll throw it on here. Yeah. For you. <laughs> I don't know why this is the first thing that ha- that I think about. <laughs> so like a few like. This is before I was married. Um, I was staying. This is the worst part of it. I was staying at a friend's house. And I can't remember what we ate the night before. But for some reason, my stomach, I had a sensitive stomach that morning. In other words, in the words of in uh, Nacho Libre, uh, I had the diarrhea since Easter's. Right. I I had diarrhea. I clearly had diarrhea because like, (laughs) uh, like, you know, when you when you have when you have diarrhea, (laughs) um, you can feel that like 
if you fart, it'll be a little, it won't, it won't work out. Right. So yeah, I was yeah. trying to avoid this. I went to the bathroom to pee. Okay. Okay. Mm. So I start peeing and I don't know why our bodies do this, but a lot of times when you, when you pee, you can, you fart too. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. As you're just pushing, I don't know if it's like a pelvic releasing, I don't know what's going on. So while I'm peeing, I, I, I shart <laughs> and, and again, I'm at a friend's house. Mm. So I, I screw up my underwear, right? Like, and it's pretty bad. So the way I had to clean myself up in there to be able to just exit. Yeah, yeah. what happened? I mean, I I was pretty I was pretty smart about it. Like, okay. so I pull I pull I pull my pants down, uh, take off my underwear. Yeah. Kind of scrub it. All right. In the sink. That makes I sense. thought that was yeah. a nice thing for me to do. Yeah. No. And 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 then I just go commando and exit out, and I just. And I'm just like, hey man, I gotta go. I, I you took it on the chin. I like a so I I scrub it. I washed it. Put it in my pocket. <laughs> wash my hands. Right. Exit. Right. Throw it out the trash. I get you. And oh, okay. I, the, and what I'm thinking in my, my, my I threw it in the dumpster. And yeah. what I'm thinking in my mind. And then I'll go home and take a shower. Yeah. And I'm fine. And yeah. I felt fine. I felt yeah. clean. I'm proud of you. But that's the first. Uh, the moral of the story the is like. When something bad, like when something just an accident happens, the more you know. Yeah, when the the when an accident like that happens, man, like stay calm. Yeah, and and, and the answer will come. That's but, one right? thing that's just crazy to me in life is just if you can keep a cool head and severe. You'll figure out what to do. You're you're pretty much set. You'll figure out what to do. Yeah. Okay, so that leads me to this other story. Okay. Have a friend, uh, old friend. We're actually like no no longer friends based on yeah. some uh, differences on uh, okay. you know political social you. issues. Uh, Are you a pretty politically active person? Um, I've started to become more uh, just because like I do worry yeah. with uh, a lot of things in culture today. There, I, okay. I have a I have a bias towards this stuff because okay. I am Chilean yeah. and. I grew up hearing about communism my yeah. whole life. I mean, my mother, when she was four years old, was being trained to shoot an AK-47 yeah. to be ready for the people revolution, right? Yeah. And, and and it worked. And and yeah, Chile was communist for a long time. Yeah. Un sadly, the response to it was then a very crazy military coup, Yeah. right? So Pinochet, everyone knows him as a dictator. Yeah. Um, it fixes our economy. Uh-huh at the cost of killing millions of communists. So our response to it wasn't too good, but yeah. just hearing like the conversations that were being like had, um, it sounds the same yeah. from things that are going on right now. So that's where it's like, I don't, I don't, I try to not be too political because I recognize that, that, that in me is making me more alarmist than necessary. I get you. So, so I don't, so I'm not that politically loud because I understand that, I have this and, and maybe it's right. I don't know. So yeah. I'll share with it. And that's yeah. why at least I won't lie about my political views. I get so if people ask me, I will tell them. Yeah. And, and then just growing up, like I read, I read the Gulag, the Gulag Archipelago and read these books. And I'm just like, dude, these are the conversations that people are having right now. And yeah. there's a lot of history to show that this doesn't, this doesn't go well. Yeah. So be careful. So that's where I'm at. So that's why during a lot of things that happened last year, yeah. right? Uh, I I wasn't willing to 
lie about my views because right now what I feel like what you're bringing with cancel culture, I think the reason cancel culture exists is because people are trying to make certain views the only acceptable ones. Yeah. There can't be nuance in any of these things. Yeah. Which is a sad thing. This friend who, this friend of mine, like four or five years ago, we were working out, we were lifting weights. Yeah. And his heart stops and he just collapses right there in the gym. Yeah. So that's one of those moments where I just like my, my attention is just like in this situation. Yeah. Like, what do I do? So I go and catch him because a weight is about to fall on him too. catch him. We move the weight, I get him on the ground. I, I see, I, I immediately just knew, let me check his breathing. Let me check his pulse. Like all these things were just coming to me. And I was calm this entire yeah. time. Check his pulse. Not there. So I start giving him CPR. Right. Yeah. And um, as I'm, as I'm going, I'm going for a few minutes as, and I'm working. I tell like, I don't know where, like what training I had to remember. Yeah. Go call an ambulance. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like asking people to help me out while I'm doing this. What's nice is uh, when I did ask, is there a doctor here? And I yelled, uh, thankfully, there was a doctor who heard that. Yeah. By the way, this doctor who then comes over was jacked as all get out. Silver Fox. Yeah. Angelic looking dude. <laughs> like, like life goals. Yeah. So he comes. I'm a doctor. And then he continues yeah. on the CPR. Ambulance gets there. I'm, uh, I have to call homie's wife and tell yeah. him what happened. Tell her what happened. Yeah. And, um. And then after that, things kind of become a blur because ambulance comes and I'm just like, what the freak? And then I do see him start moving. Like yeah. they, they, they put the defibrillator. Yeah, yeah. On, but like the patch ones. Right. Yeah, yeah I get you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he starts moving and he's back. Oh, that's awesome. And they take him to the hospital, check him and he comes back Yeah, and he's still alive and well today. That's the one. Right. Man. But in that moment, like, yeah. Cool. Head, cool heads. Cool man. heads. Cool. So it's like sometimes we worry so much about things that could happen wrong when it's like when those things happen, yeah. you're surprised like you're, you're surprised what our like your brain can do yeah. when just to zero in on solving the problem in the moment. Yeah, that that trait. I, I, I don't know where I got, that came from. So I'm, yeah. I'm, gl I'm glad. Yeah, because uh, you Cause, do see some I people do, panic. I do know people that freeze in the headlights and they just get and so just overwhelmed. Like, oh, Buddy, are you okay? And they just get so overwhelmed. Yeah. And I, I don't know how do you how you treat that. I mean, there is something to say about just like your natural temperament. Yeah. So, you know, we are all different. Yeah. Unfortunately, apparently today. Like yeah. we're not supposed to be, but we are. Yeah. But I don't know, like I'm I am a big like medit I do meditate every day. That's awesome. Like to What what got you into meditation in the first place? Uh me being depressed. Okay. So when I was like in like 2014, 2015, started having so like a couple years into college, yeah. starting to date girls, like looking to like looking for a wife. Yeah. Putting pressures on myself with like what I needed to be doing by a certain age. Yeah. Yeah. I just started getting panic attacks, oh, a lot of anxiety. Thing. You're Typical depression, like, I think it's good for some people to experience it, right? There are some people who are dealing with it at sure. such astronomical levels, like, that it's like, gosh, I feel for them. And I know they're, yeah. they are doing what they can, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why they were treated that uh, hand in life, but they were. Yeah. But sure. that's what got me into it. Yeah. And it is what's snapped me out of it, too. Like, that's awesome, man. And, like, a part of, like, when I meditate, I, like, there is a form of, there is a practice meditation where you 
contemplate your death. Yeah. Right. And uh, I do that often. Yeah. But it, but it makes me like, it makes me feel less afraid of death. Yeah. My were, own were you or others. Afraid of death back before. It you wasn't doing a, this, or is it just kind of a? Do you did you have that like almost teenager mentality of I'm never gonna die, I'll live forever, or I th- is it kind of like? I think so. That's because I bro. I'm always been obsessed with death type of thing. There's not a person that I know or love that I cannot imagine them being gone type of thing. And where the, it's just like, and it's like, but life will move on. I like if I die, I don't think that everyone's world will be shattered. I don't think that like the world will stop being spinning sure. and stuff. It's just like, oh, which I have a very un I, I was suicidal for a very long time okay. and stuff. So it's one of those things that like I've always been like, Oh, whatever, like, hey. Sure. If I'm here or not, then doesn't really matter to me type of thing. Right. But, but Keanu just, Keanu Reeves like did you hear him like once on a Stephen Colbert interview? Like Stephen Colbert just asked him, like, "You're a really deep guy. Like, what do yeah. you think about death? Yeah. Like, what do you think will happen?" Yeah. And all his only response was like, and he like took seconds to answer, yeah. which feels like an eternity, it, especially when you're on camera type of thing. Right. It feels you're like an eternity. Like, yeah. So I think it does something in the audience and in you watching that moment because, like, with the pause, you're just like, "What's he gonna say?" And yeah. and all he says is like, "All I know is like the people who love me will miss me." That's a nice thing. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Right. So like, I do think about that and, and sure, like being a father, being a husband, like I hope, I really hope I don't ever have to leave them. Right. My only goal in life is one of my main goals in life is to outlive my wife. I just don't want my wife to not have me. Right. Well, well, like even Stephen Colbert talks about this type of thing. Like typically when a man dies in the relationship, the woman will live like 10 extra years type of thing, 20 even. But when a woman dies, like in there, it's an old couple. Guy dies within months afterwards. He just misses it's just so like, no, nah, I, I, he's like, I mean, I, I was just trying to outlive my, I was yeah. just trying to, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's not like that I was afraid or overwhelmed by death, but I was overwhelmed of not, I was afraid of it in the sense of like not living the life I wanted. I get you. So in like, I mean, there was this movie quote that I love that I kind of base my entire life on is that I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid I haven't lived enough. Yeah. It, and, and that's, I think like, again, I, I knew that that cliche from, from my saying was, it was going to come. So I'm glad yeah. you shared it from yeah. a more meaningful source. Cause like, yeah, I think that's what it was is like, what if I died today? Like, did I do enough? Yeah. So I think the reason I contemplate my death every day, it's like, yeah, I tried. Yeah. Like, I, I really did try. So, like, that's where it comes from for yeah. me, right? And especially, like, I mean, one thing about our generation and nowadays is, like, you look at back in, I don't know, 60 years ago. Yeah. I feel like people accomplished way more by our age. But that's also because they didn't have all the entertainment where it's constantly so dis- distracted everything. Like, as opposed to, like... I mean, these were people that like just pull up by boot, bootstraps and get whatever you right. want done type of thing. Like you're thinking and like you Alexander Hamilton or the stuff oh, he was doing. stuff like that. Like by I mean, the time he was like nine, like yeah, all yeah. the things he did. And then, yeah. and then you look like one of my favorite quotes is actually from John Adams. And he talks about like, he's like, uh, I want to climb the highest. Like he had this little notebook that was like that big. And he wrote in the tiniest, you have to use a magnifying glass to be able to read what he wrote. And he's like, I want to climb the highest mountains I want to read everything that's ever been written. I have the greatest aspirations. And then the very next day he was like sat and daydreamed my day away type of thing. And it's like, oh, they're human. So like, even though these, these people had like accomplished so much, but granted they also live shorter lifespans 
type of thing, but they didn't have all the distractions that we do. Like I wake up, I woke up two days ago and I was on TikTok for two hours just scrolling through things. I could have been writing something. I could have been working on something. I could have been like trying to like work on, I don't know, carpentry, anything. Like think of something that you've been wanting to do for ages and you just take out like entertainment for a little bit and you can work on it and you can master a skill that, I don't know, you never thought about. And I just wish that I had the discipline in myself. And talking about this, it's one of those things where it's like, I want to be better than I have been and I want to do more than I have done. And I think that's kind of what I'm trying to tie it in with what you're talking about. You want to live life to the fullest. And I mean, that's what even, like, I mean, this is what I always tell people about the podcast. It's all like, this is all about just living life to the fullest, never turn down on a challenge and always get into sensible mischief. Because the thing that the guy told me like the old guy in New Zealand, he was just like, he had Parkinson's. He was like, I can't do anything anymore. So all I have left is the stories I can tell sure. about what I've done in my life. So just live life so that you can tell stories. Yeah. And eventually you're going to die. Everyone's going to die. Like one thing I'm really impressed with my niece. Um, How old is she? She's seven, maybe. Yeah, she's seven turning eight this year. And her grandma died. And she has just taken, she's like, you know, I was sad, but I just know that as long as I remember her, like she'll live on through me type of thing. And I was just like, oh, wow, that's deep. Because like when I was a kid, I was like, oh, you know, grandma's up in the sky now and just like going around. Like, I mean, one thing that I appreciate about Latino culture is uh, like and Latinx. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm just kidding, kidding, bro. I'm just kidding. The the thing that I love about like, I mean, this is stupid just because I'm I'm. I'm shockingly Caucasian. I don't really learn about other people's cultures unless unless I start like watching movies. And that's where I've learned everything in life is through movies, through basically. Movies, yeah. But like Coco, Probably same here. Like I love the fact that like in Latino culture is like, hey, we remember we honor our dead mm-hmm. type of thing. We always put there's a day that we specifically remember our yeah. dead type of thing. And that's a beautiful thing. That to is me. beautiful. And I'm just like, oh, that that's awesome. Yeah. That we but and, and again, this is what's interesting about Weird tangent. Yeah, go ahead. Like Dia de los, Dia de los Muertos. Like I, I honestly think that is... I don't know if it's only Mexico or Central America, but like in Chile, we don't have that, right? Yeah. Like Chile, we are... In Chile... You see, I'm learning new things and yeah. I'm, I'm already racist okay, right more, now because I'm, I'm, I'm combining like, all I love of it. South America well, see, this and is, just being like, oh yeah, that one thing from Coco. And they're like, this is that's why, just like, Mexico. It's all so complicated and yeah. just screw it. Like yeah. this is like... Okay, going back to the other quote you were saying, like, if we're so afraid of freaking offending, like, yeah. we can't just... Th- there's this one... I don't care. I told like, you this the other day, like, the the comedian that I like, he goes up to a black guy in a bar, and, like, they're friends, and he's just like, hey, I got a question for you. Why is there a stereotype that black people can't swim? And he's like, oh, well, typically, like, inner city, we don't have a lot of money, and so that, like... Uh, so we don't have tech, a pool. So we don't have pools. And then it's just like, oh, okay. And then a white guy comes up to him afterwards, and he's like, how could you say that? That's so racist and ignorant. And he's like... I was ignorant. Now I'm not, <laughs> not ignorant <laughs> anymore. Yeah, okay, so, so just, that's a yeah. great point. Wow, no. that's a cool story. No, so exactly, right? No. So Argentines and Uruguayans are known in Latin America to be technically lighter skinned. Okay. Right? And Chile, we have like an interesting mix yeah. of that. But yeah, and that's what's crazy. Like Chilean culture compared to, again, Mexico, completely different. We don't yeah. do the other ones in Chile. Yeah, Maybe we do, and I just haven't lived there. So, no, we don't. Um. But like I, I hear you. Like with that movie, like those are little aspects, like big aspects of it that I find I, I found wonderful. I learned that with a lot of the Chinese people I met in New York, yeah. how they 
honored their ancestors and their yeah. dead and yeah, there's something to I mean, that, it's something I love about Polynesian culture as well is they just put such an emphasis on family. That's cool. And like, I mean, tattoos in particular, like they, uh, it's kamoko. And like, sure. So there was this one guy. It was some like some like random was, white guy. Getting it was like my huge. last area. And there was a tattoo artist that I made friends with. And he was like, hey, I like you a lot. I'll give you a sleep for free. And I was like, oh, man, that would And it's just like, dude. I'm just once again, shockingly white that I'm just like, it would look, I just I hate it when white people have Polynesian. Have the Polynesian tattoos. I'm just I'm kind of like, like you don't you don't get it. That's true. Like, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, I get it, so I can get it type of thing. But it's just one of those saying. things. Like, I mean, like, so basically, like, they'd be a tattoo that starts at your hand, and like, all right, so this is me, and then it goes down to my fucka papa, which means family history. What's the word again? Fucka papa. That's a fantastic. It word. is amazing. Is it a Maori word? word? It's a Maori word. It means family history, genealogy. So we would my literally fucka papa. Like, yeah, fucka papa. I know, right? I know, right? So Freaking literally, awesome, dude. I literally, love, I would when you walk around word. and just be like, because I mean, Maoris love family history so we just be like oh kia ora no, we uh, crazy, we'd like dude. to teach that's you about cool. your we'd like to help you learn more about your fucker papa and stuff and that's just like dope, it, dude. it's it was a good way that's really cool people but like i mean honestly like i just love like if i may for if i may have cultural envy being a white man for a second we don't really have culture or history type yeah. of thing it's more of just like ah oh, whatever just which is but like I, be- that's beautiful though but yeah. like, i mean like and then you're like oh look up my family history it's like i'm from everywhere that's white yeah and stuff and it's just like okay well like i mean i don't know but and you know but what, that, what's that's wrong my with, cultural it, envy of polynesians i was Latinos, about to, I was about to of, say the exact yeah. same thing yeah that it's just and there's nothing wrong yeah with cultural envy for yeah. something that especially that beautiful yeah yeah, it's awesome, dude. Yeah. Because, like, my culture doesn't have that, too, and it makes me want to yeah. get that. Like, yeah. Yeah. All our, all our cultures are so different where who cares if something's culturally, like, if, you're, if it's cultural appropriation, like. I, there, there are some things that I'm like. I mean, it is oh. funny. Like, I did have, I do have a friend of mine, and yeah. I will leave him unnamed, who yeah. got, who he thought he got the term big shot in Chinese tattooed on his arm. Oh, no. Actually, maybe this might be my own Chinese ignorance, but okay. I know I, I can read yeah. Chinese and it said big dog. Okay. Right. Maybe. Okay. So in Chinese, I will say like there's, there's things that you group together. They're, they're huge on idioms, like yeah. four word idioms and stuff. Yeah. Maybe big dog is how you would say and translate big shot. I don't yeah. know. So maybe he's right. But yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Sometimes cultural appropriation kind of, yeah, it, yeah, it goes a little wrong. Sure. Yeah. That's true. We've talked about politics. We talked about this. We've talked about like sure. cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation didn't. <laughs> which really I did not expect this to, expect to go, go that there. way today. Um, but um, here's the last thing. I'll, okay, here's I'll leave you with one like one of the things I've been thinking about a lot. Yeah. Going through. Uh, okay, there's two things I want to say when we're talking about like the whole depression thing, yeah. suicidal thing. First yeah. off, I hope you're feeling oh, better I'm, with I'm that doing, stuff. I'm doing better. Good. I, I, it, I hope so. I even started seeing a therapist. Good. And then I, I've loved my once th- again, me being cheap. I was like, why am I paying? It you is for a this? lot of money. That I is was just like I, I had ten sessions, and I was like, ah, I, I can't everyone do this anymore. Everyone should have therapy at yeah. some point in their life. Yeah. Shout out to Scott. To Scott. Scott knows who he is. The ther- like, yeah, he probably say honestly saved my life. Yeah. Right. So I'm glad. Keep find a way to keep going, bro. Yeah, man. Find a way to keep going. Yeah. I do highly recommend. Meditation is a great thing. Yeah. Meditation is beautiful because you recognize. Well, okay. One, there's a lot of research that shows like it does do a lot for your brain chemistry. Yeah. So you could look at it just that way. It's like, it's like arm curls for your brain and, yeah. and releases great stuff for you. Yeah. 
Um, but to recognize that what meditation taught me was no, it doesn't matter what I do or what happens. So life becomes more of like the, then why not do it? Yeah. Right. And I've been thinking that a lot when like, all right, so maybe you showed him, maybe we brought up like how beautiful my daughter is. Right. Yeah. I do think about how beautiful my family is a lot. Yeah, um, second kid on the way, second kid on the way, dude, July. So I think about how did I get here? How did I get this family? Yeah. Especially when I was like dealing with like, I've always been a charismatic guy, but deep down I just didn't believe in my, like I, I've, I, I dealt you. with like not believing I, myself kind of I, thing. Like, I mean, I, the funny thing is I look at pictures of me when I was a teenager sure. and like, I felt like I was fat, but that's because my brother is ridiculously skinny Interesting. and stuff. So it was always a comparison type sure. of thing. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. So, um, so like I've always had like body images things too, where I'm like, oh, well I'm not like, sure. Like I have, dude, it's so, so normal. So bro. one of the things that like, for me, one of the reasons that I have no confidence for a very long time was because when I was eight years old, a missionary, a Mormon missionary came over to our house and I was sitting next to him. My brother tells this joke where he like used to slap his fist on the table being like, there yeah. was this guy. And like, I was just rolling over laughing so hard that the guy leans over to me and it's just so I can hear. And he's like, are you retarded? Oh, and stuff. And it just devastated me. So I stopped laughing. Dang, I stopped smiling. I was like, I don't want people to think I'm retarded. So I'll just be quiet from now on. And just genuinely it took me years to get over it in the sense Jeez, of like, bro. Oh, like, Hey, you're not weird that people ate like sure that you're like, it's, it's okay to talk to people. Yeah. And like not everyone thinks like, Oh, yeah. and it's not even that I'm like, Oh, like if people thought I was mentally off, I'd be okay with that. But it's just like, I just didn't want to annoy people. Yeah. And when I was growing up, so I was just like, like my mom, <laughs> there's this one comedian that talks about it and he's like, uh, you know, how most moms tell their children like, Hey, watch out for strangers. Cause they'll throw you in the back of the van. It's like, Watch out for strangers because you'll bore them from talking too much. <laughs> okay, that's pretty yeah, yeah. sad, yeah. but that's freaking but it is That funny. is actually a pretty good burn. Yeah. And then he became a comedian, so it that, worked out for That's him. a pretty good burn. Yeah. yeah, bro. I, I, again, yeah, we all get those things. Like, Yeah, I think what you bring up, it's like we all have those things that just stay with us. Like we, yeah. we – I have some sort of like, I get like these people who are because like, of, we need to ban Because of when speech. you're like, oh, I kind of question myself. I like look at you and I'm not trying to be like, you know. Sure, sure, I'm sure. I'm just like, dude, I can't even see how you'd feel that way. But I understand the notion of Somehow, it. Somehow. But I, like looking at you, I'm like, dude, like, I mean, you got a great family, got a successful job. Like, I don't feel like you're faking it at all. Right. To like make it type of thing. You know what? Like, okay, I will I will just say it straight up. Yeah, um, I write in my gratitude journal every single day That's and it's good, never forced. Yeah. I genuinely, I, and I, and like, this is the thing. Tragedy will find all of us. Yeah, right. Man. So when that comes, I'll, I'll, we'll face it. Yeah. And my family, we faced like pretty hard tragedies last year and yeah, they were hard. So I might exempt from that stuff. Yeah. But still like, yeah, looking today, like, yeah, it, to my view, my life is perfect for what I need. Right. Yeah. Before I had this life, yeah, dude, just just like you, like we all, sometimes we are, we underestimate those, like those, those experiences, how they can 
like throw us off from our potential as much as they can, right? Yeah. And it makes me somewhat understand people who are like, we need to ban hate speech, right? Like I yeah. can I can see where they're coming from yeah. because maybe they had a similar experience like you did. Yeah. And I've had I had those similar things like again, be, yeah. like being called fat my whole life. Yeah. Like it like and I still like hear them call yeah. me like we all have those things. So I, I can like get people who want to ban it. But you and I did need to be hearing that too to overcome yeah. it too, right? Honestly, it's one of those things where like, I mean, looking at kids without bullies nowadays type of thing, you're like, bullies, like, like oh, how dude. do you think that like things were done back in the day? It was because people wanted to prove people wrong. Right. So dude, it's the, just, the, when and, I was, and don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't think that bullying is essential type of thing. It Obviously is, it shouldn't happen, but it, when it, it does, does strengthen occasionally. Right. And and if it does, like I and think it depends on the person. Like obviously, like, sure. Someone's got and mental if problems, right, and wanna, if yeah, exactly. And yeah. if you get then hopefully the right support system to like talk through it and overcome it, yeah, maybe can lead to a good thing. So you yeah. you you hope that people can overcome it. Oh yeah, man. Shout out to the senior when I was a freshman, the senior doing senior hazing, like bullying the crap out of me. Yeah. It, like again, yeah, this was the Philippines, but yeah, I mean, homie was like four years older than me, right? Like. Yeah. Like fourteen to fifteen is a rough age. Like it you're really you're is. starting to grow. So homeboy's like so, yeah. so like yeah, walking down the halls, like actually just being scared. Like, am I gonna see my bully? Like yeah, yeah. So like I get it. Yeah. But right. So like honestly, shout out to him. I've been wanting to look. I've been like looking for this guy on like social media and whatnot because yeah. I've actually wanted to write him. Like, dude, thanks. Yeah. Like I actually needed that. It was freaking messed up what you did, but like I, like it, it's been a big thing to overcome. Yeah, man. So like. What like again when I when I found meditation found these things and I recognized, all right why not try yeah right, um everything in my life started becoming a more of like a, I'm just going to be as honest as I can in this certain situation yeah, so dating my wife, when I recognized I liked her I was like I'm not going to lie about this yeah right, and when I first when we first talked like said that and mentioned that like. Yeah, we had a nice makeout session. Yeah. Right. And it went well. But I'm happy for it. But I, I, I arrived at the point that I wanted to date my wife exclusively quicker yeah. than she did. I remember you talking about right. that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I had to be very honest with her, like, of like, a, if you're not in the same place, like, that's, that will actually be hard for me. Yeah. So I want to keep seeing you. I'm not going to become this friend, though, that, like, if we hang out, odds are I'm going to still want to make out with you and touch your butt a little bit. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and for my own sanity, yeah, I'm going to go see other people. Just uh, it's, yeah. the, it's the right thing. And a few months, months and months pass by in that same way. And lo and behold, I, 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 I think my wife just felt secure with me because it was no longer about, it wasn't about the outcome. It wasn't about my wife, like the girl at the time, like yeah. about getting her. It was about being just honest yeah, about what I wanted. And here we are. We're married. We have a family. Everything in work since like everything at work that I've achieved is just because I have n just living by the rule. Tell the truth or at least don't lie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Someone man. asks you like, hey, can you do this? No, I can't. Yeah. How much does this cost? It costs this much. Yeah. You can't give me better. I could, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Um, so that's the only thing like I would say, man, it's like. I hope more people today and I hope our society does something to enable that like telling the truth or at least your truth at the moment, hopefully like we allow that some and, more. And that's right? one thing that's kind of like, I mean, taking it back to like our 
church culture type of thing is sure. like I feel like we were raised kind of in a way to look at the world as black and white and you're just like oh there's so much gray in there it, and you're just like oh okay so like even when you just said a minute ago your truth at the moment I feel right. like you can learn more truth continually oh, sure. type of thing where it's like at the moment this was the truest thing to me and then like later on you're like oh I realized I was wrong but I was convinced that, that was sure. it or but and then and then even before that, like, so in the, in the Mormon church, they have their, the articles of faith, right? Yeah. And there's, there's one that talks about, uh, we believe in being honest, true, vir- virtuous, chaste, chaste yeah. right? Yeah. It mentions all of these virtues, these attributes yeah. that we strive for. And in the Bible, they were called the admonition of Paul. Yeah. The first two are being honest and true. Yeah. So at least... If I'm not chaste, if yeah. I'm not virtuous, yeah. I can at least be honest and true about it. I get you, man. And just be like, I know I shouldn't, and it sucks, and it's hard. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't suck. That's the problem. <laughs> right? Um, if we just give keep giving people the space to just be whoever they freaking are in the moment, yeah. people will just evolve quicker yeah, man. and become what they're supposed to be and and then they're still going to be idiots and whatever. Yeah. Um, so w- with that, bro, if you're, if, if you're ever struggling, I hope you're just honest. Reach it. out to somebody. And me too. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, how, that, that's how people that help was, each other out. That was the thing because like two years ago in particular, I was at a really low spot mm-hmm. where I was like, I'm done. I'm checking out. I started calling family members not to be like, oh, bye. But I'd be like, not for them to know that. But I'm basically sure. saying goodbye. And then I found out that my sister was pregnant and that kind of snapped me out of it because she'd been trying to get pregnant for a while. And like she had four miscarriages oh my and gosh, stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, hey, like, yeah. I guess that is. And then I got the job in Oregon like a week later type of thing. And then I was like, oh, OK. Like I was just in a bad place for a little bit. It's, but but it's, I mean, hey, it's, it's one of it's those so things. It's so natural. It's, it's, I don't think I'm ever going to really get over it type of thing it's just like oh just one day at a time yeah yeah that's all ultimately we can all do i okay sorry switching gears for a split second i love it um i remember the way you proposed to your wife okay if you wouldn't mind sharing that story about sensible mischief there was this one time that i remember that she you guys were taking a break for a minute yeah and then you were to me you're like dude let's just be gay together and then do you remember (laughs) like because I've I've always done that joke. I, I get you. I've okay, so my wife probably doesn't know this, so she'll yeah. find out through this. Yeah. I've always thought it was funny to hug my friends oh. who I knew weren't gay. Yeah, yeah. And put a little you know I get you. Insert my, brother, my groin into my brother, their we always joke the opposite way. It's like whenever we hug a girl, you don't want to be that creepy guy. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. So we'd always just do the ass out hug type <laughs> okay, of thing sure, where sure. it's like ridiculous. Yeah. So, so to, then when you were just like I was just like, ah sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I hugged you, I did my 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 pelvic <laughs> hug. So sure. Yeah, man. Like yeah. again, like yeah, dating my wife, like at the time where she was like uh, unsure, like yeah. Again, I just felt the reason I was felt so calm about it is because like I was just telling the truth, yeah, and and it wasn't about her becoming my wife. Yeah, and then she did. Yeah, right. So when when my wife was ready to get married, oh, she told me. Yeah, like like when she told me she loved me, when she was like, "These are the rings I've been looking for." Yeah, like she was pretty like 
Yeah. It actually all happened pretty quick. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I've wanted to marry you for a long time. So yeah, sure. Let's yeah. go. All right. So here's the deal. This is what happened. Probably a good story to close it out on. I, I, I just remember this is, when we were talking, this is when you were mentioning stuff about your family. I was about like, sensible I was like, mischief oh, stories. All right. This is my, uh, my, this is my engagement story. My wife and her family were going to Paris. Yeah. And um, at the time, I actually already had like her ring made and stuff. Like I was planning on proposing to her when she got when she got back. Yeah. I was very lucky that her family really liked me. Yeah. So her sister, her sister says, you have to come to Paris and do it there. Yeah. And we should keep it a secret yeah, yeah. from Allie. So I'm like, Yeah. Um, I'm down. Let's, let's, let's do it. So, um, I called, have um, you ever been to Paris before? No. Okay. I had been to Italy. Okay. That's, and and I I took my dad to Italy for my graduation present. Yeah. I mean, my, my dad always wanted to go to Italy and freak. I I had the chance to pay for flights and stuff and go out there. It was cool. So no. So this was my first time going to Paris. So I'm like, okay, um, I need to, uh, I need to talk to, uh, your dad <laughs> so I can first see if he's down for this. Yeah, yeah. So I talk to the parents and they're like, great. Yeah. You're going to come to Paris. I'm like, I, I mean, it, it seems like that'd be a good idea. Should I yeah. like, and, and they're like, well, you'll have a Airbnb and a place to stay. So nice. I just have to pay for flights. Yeah, yeah. We look for flights, we find return, like back return flights, like 500 bucks. Oh, what the freak is a term again? Return flight. Uh, round trip. Round trip. Jeez. Yep. That's how long it's been since I've flown. Well, yeah. For like 500 bucks. So we plan it out and we don't, and Allie doesn't know yeah. that I'm, I'm going to Paris. Yeah. So, and I'm leading her on really good. Like she heads out the next day I catch my plane. Yeah, yeah. But I know that like, and as I'm like flying to Paris, like I know like, Oh, now it's the morning in Utah. Yeah. So I'm going to text her like, Hey, just woke up. I'm heading to the gym. But really, yeah, yeah. I'm landing in Paris at that time. Awesome. And, and so I'm again. I'm I'm playing. I'm playing with her pretty good. Yeah. The plan is. What was that about honesty earlier? I know totally. <laughs> Sorry, there's there's honesty, but then there's also stratagem, uh, my friend. Stratagem. Like, stratagem. Yeah. You gotta. Sometimes trickery is uh, is important. Um. So. My wife had been to Paris a few times, so yeah. enough that she had a favorite restaurant yeah, in yeah. Paris. So they, they have dinner reservations there, so I'm going to go meet them. Yeah. Just show up yeah. and propose, and that's exactly what I did. That's awesome, man. I have a suit. I have flowers. Um, her dad and brother-in-law escort me to the restaurant. We get there. My wife is just on her phone, probably texting me saying, like, oh, you're, what are you having for breakfast? Because, yeah. like, again, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got her good. I got you. And I just... I just go, hey, what are you doing? And she looks up. She's like, what are you doing here? And and thankfully, like my brother-in-law, like is recording this. Yeah. Yep. Get on my knees. Propose. She says yes. It's great. Yeah. Everyone in the restaurant is going crazy, crazy, because they think it's pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. They come and bring a champagne. We don't drink champagne. Yeah. Thankfully, my sis, like my sister-in-law and her, and her husband do, so we were able to yeah. not le- leave yeah, it to you waste. You don't want to reject. You don't want to wait. Yeah, yeah. So they drank it, um, and uh, 
And then we went to the Eiffel Tower. See, like, and there was like five people who like got who proposed while we were there. Yeah. So I'm glad I did it before. Like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Not the traditional just Eiffel Tower proposal. Hey, and also just because it has something yeah. meaningful because she's already been exactly. in Paris before. And it's her favorite exactly. restaurant there. That's just, so like that's that awesome, story's going to stay with us forever because then that trip – we then had an extra another week in Paris, oh, that's and awesome, man. like we go to Normandy and see all the because I sides remember like I was at church and scrolling through, and then I was like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Yep, just right there in the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, we, yeah. The most of our pictures are from the Eiffel Tower yeah. right after we were engaged. Yeah. And to close out that story, yeah. they all come back. I don't at first because I forgot my green card here, so I have to stay in Paris for another three or four days. In uh, this area, I just I didn't want to spend that much money on a hotel, so I, I stayed you. in this area where, I guess there's a lot of like Arab Middle Eastern okay. folks there. Was and it like a hostel or something? Or? No, no, okay. it was it was a hotel okay. at least, yeah, yeah. but um, nothing crazy, nothing too nice. Yeah. But so I fit in great. People thought I was just from there. So, yeah. so yeah, I stayed in Paris and those three or four days without my now wife. Yeah, and Paris by yourself is actually pretty. I loved it. I went by myself one time and I just walked all over the place. I did that. Just genuinely. It's amazing. I enjoyed it for the first like three, four hours. I then I like I walked to the Arc de Triomphe and like hung out. And then I was like, she's an arc. Like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. So then I was pretty freaking bored. The crazy thing is, did you go to the Louvre while you were there? Uh, We did go to the Louvre. Okay. So like seeing the Mona Lisa, the thing that I hated was seeing that like everyone was grabbing like selfies with the Mona Lisa in the background. It's the weirdest thing. It's the closest thing I can describe was a spiritual experience just looking at looking that. at the Mona Lisa because it's 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 literally ages old, and there's just some like I mean she's it's not the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, but there's just something there's some special. there is there, you know there what is, I'll give you a that magnetic thing about it. There is something about the painting, so. especially seeing it in person. Yeah, I should have done more stuff like that like again when I was by myself, but I didn't. Yeah. I, I honestly, I had to get work done, I guess. And I found the best macaroon place. Just oh, that's cool. Down, down Paris All right, so you seem to be a lot better at traveling by yourself than I went because like yeah, I was like. I enjoy being by myself, yeah. but again, it was just like a going see the site yeah. by myself. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You wanted something to talk about, but yeah, yeah bro, that, that's probably the moment that I lived my life to the fullest. It was Dude, like, awesome. got to take the chance. Just got to go for it, man. I love it, man. You swung for the fence and guess that's what? Right. You hit home run. Oh yeah, you we knocked did. it out of the yeah, park. Yeah, we did. Jeez. But dude, well, thank you so much for yeah, doing bro. this, man. Dude, you're a great guy. Love you to death, man. Same um, here, man. Sebastian has a YouTube channel. Yeah. Where he reviews uh, comedians as well as other things. That's right. What's it called again? Um, the, the channel is called Sebs Duran, so just okay. my name. I'll put a link down below. Thanks. And all it is is your usual narcissistic reaction channel, but my spin is I do it all for my treadmill. Yeah. And the, and, reason- and the thing that I love is every time you always encourage people like, hey, it's just a – like." Everyone should try and get a little bit healthier. Just go for a walk. Do something. Do something. Anything. Find a way to keep doing the things you love while you're trying a little better, a little better to get healthier. Yeah. So there's been a lot of support and thank you. Check it out. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.